Hello and welcome back to Yay Basketball, the basketball game show. Monday, September 12th, 2022. Boy, oh boy. Recording live from the Yay studio. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla. Along with me today, I have one, Bob Aldrich. Feels like I've got a case of the Mondays today. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as well as one, Justin Moore. How are we doing, everybody? It's good and Trey Dishner, our resident statistician and historian. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Doing well. Great. Excited to get into it with you guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We do appreciate it. Uh, as always, be sure that you like, subscribe, rate five stars, share with friends, and follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Add me on the ground. Last week, we played What Did He Say? Name That Dude five-second violation, and broke down our expectations for the Cavaliers after their massive Donovan Mitchell trade. Uh, it was a great time, so be sure to check out that one if you have not already. Now, this is the basketball game show after all, so before we dive into our first game of the day, Justin, can we get an update on the scoreboard, please? Yeah, so we all took parlay. Some of us were actually uh, trying to be fun. Uh, one of them wasn't. His name is Michael. Uh, he won. I came up with the idea for the parlay, uh, so I don't won. want to hear that. And so he's in the first place with 8,400 points. Uh, I'm in second place with 1,180 points. Bob's in third place with 795. And Trey in last place with 680 points. we got to get out of last. I think that's like three or four um, weeks. I, I don't know. Just speaking for yourself. Right? Yeah. Uh, i got to get out of last. It's I think been like we're three, all in last when Michael has over 8,000 points. Yeah, I can, I can play it pretty safe Holy for the rest of the month. That's for sure. Uh, good. Michael, you should have to bet all of your points every week until you don't have any more. Uh, agreed. Trey, you what? agree? <laughs> How is yeah. that the rule? Okay. That's the rule. How does that make any sense? That's, that's three to one. Decided. I'm sorry. Decided. You, you, see, you see what they're doing. I win one month and now they're scared. Okay, that's all right. Mutiny. Uh, well, if you guys want to keep track of all of our game picks as well as uh, chat with us, ask us questions, give us game ideas for the show, uh, hit the link in the description of this episode to join our chalkboard group chat. Uh, it is a fun and free way to support the show. We're having a whole lot of fun discussions in the offseason about all-time rank Kings and who deserves to be a you know a max player stuff like that so a lot of good conversations happening hit the link in the description and join our chalkboard group chat okay plugs are over as always we have a great one in store for you today so let's just dive in with everybody's favorite game what did he say oh. That's right, it's What Did He Say? The rules for this game are very simple. I will play an audio clip of an NBA personality, player, coach, or analyst. It will be your job, Justin and Bob, to work as a team to guess who or what that person is talking about. Each correct guess is worth 100 points. In the event of an incorrect guess, Trey and myself will receive the 100 points. Uh, four clips today. Are we ready to get started? Yeah. Are, wait, are you ready? I've never been more ready. I love it. Thank you. I stretched. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, this pains me to say something I never thought I'd say, but who is Skip Bayless talking about <laughs> in this clip? He's a solo act of a stat machine, and all he cares is about his stats. He doesn't care about the W's and the L's. It's the way he was raised in this game. And his head is hard, and he's not going to change. You can't keep, you can teach the older dog new tricks. Right. Who is Skip Bayless talking about in that clip? Well, he is always talking about LeBron. Well, yeah, but it's definitely not LeBron. Um, 
No <laughs> one's ever said that all he doesn't care about W's. None of that. None of that. No one's ever said that. Skip Bayless might. No, D- Skip Bayless. His deluded, he would. Even Skip crazy Bayless mind. Say that. But he might be talking about newly traded Donovan Mitchell. Never really been about wins and losses. He doesn't really play on defense. He just wants to score the ball. But he said older dog. Bingo. No tricks. Older dog. LeBron James's teammate, Russell Westbrook. Mm. Can't really huh. teach him new tricks. He doesn't want to play with Pat Beverly. That's kind of the big kind of storyline right now, right? Well, and we see that, oh, he doesn't want to play with Pat Beverly. But I call mm-hmm. this. I think they're going to still stay on the same team together. Like, or. What? Kyrie Irving. Hmm. Talking about the Brooklyn Nets, they're not really going to win anything. Mm. Um, but I'm still leaning towards Russ. I am too. Let's okay. go with your gut. Let's go with Russ. Let's see if we do it. Russ final? Sure. Final. Let's see. Russell Westbrook is the w- single worst three-point shooter in all of basketball. Yep. Yes, he is talking about Russell Westbrook and how he might need to adjust to being the third option if he wants to stay in L.A. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, so I, I don't think like there's much more to dive in. You did just kind of touch on it, Bob. Uh, do you think that Russell and Patrick Beverly stay on the same team? So we're seeing a lot of the Lakers camp saying, yes, we're going to keep them. They're working well together you know Patrick Beverly of course had that interview where he's <laughs> he made that very snide comment yeah like, uh, how does it feel to play with AD you know and uh in Russell Westbrook and he's like well I'm the one that just you know was in the playoffs so obviously they're playing with me they're playing with me <laughs> right yeah. exactly uh I mean that was Pat Bev doing Pat Bev things for, for sure, sure. exactly but, yes uh do you Justin do you think that they stay on the same team they end up playing on the same team no, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they do. Okay. Honestly, why? I mean, why? They don't do it. They stop trade them. Okay, Trey. I don't think they do. Um, I did think that they were gonna make it till the trade deadline, but it just doesn't make sense in a basketball. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, I think that we trade or they trade Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz to get those package of players. The Jazz. Uh, hmm. Again, Jordan Clarkson, or, interesting. Uh, Bogdanovich and maybe Conley in there too. Clarkson. Yeah. No would be- one loves draft picks more. Right. That's so. so that's the report that came out was that Danny Ainge is totally fine going back to L.A. if they're ready to give up both picks. Yeah. Uh, but in return, Danny Ainge is expecting, or sorry, both picks. But in return, Danny Ainge is only expecting to give up Bogdanovich and Conley. He doesn't want to give up Jordan Clarkson. See, and that's the no. catalyst. Clarkson is the catalyst here. Yeah, because he's I, the youngest of them. He's probably the best of them yeah. still, what he's got yeah. left in the tank. Even with those players, I think you do it. You know, just uh, I, I don't think Russ and uh, Beverly are going to work out. Yeah. Like everyone says, Russ is a, a stat patter. He, yeah. He's going to pad his stats. He's He wants to get his numbers. I I they need to trade him. So I think consistently, time and time again, and you know, as someone who roots for LeBron James teams every chance I get, I can say that every opportunity the Lakers fans and Lakers fan base has had to come up with some half brain theory of a trade that might develop, whether it was the Indiana thing, whether it was Kyrie, whether it was Kawhi back in, you know, a few mm-hmm. years back when it was gonna be Kawhi, A D and LeBron, whether it's you know, there's always a new thing and more often than not, they don't come to fruition. So I don't think that we're going to get a Russell Westbrook trade. Yeah. I think they're going to be stuck together. And I think it's going to be, if nothing else, very entertaining. So we'll see. Good job for you guys. 100 points so far. On to question two now. Who is Kendrick Perkins talking about in this clip? 
I'm having a mindset going into this season that my goal should be to make an all-defensive team because he has to show the rest of the world that he's willing to take a lesser role, that you can put him on the team that's going to contend for a title because he could be an asset and not a liability. If he buys in, they can be the best defensive backcourt in the NBA. Who is Kendrick Perkins talking about in that clip? What do you think, Bob? Kendrick Perkins has been very high on a certain team uh, called the L.A. Clippers. And when he's talking about being an asset on the team, I think he's talking about John Wall. Legitimately. Uh, okay. I could see that. That was not on my radar at all. Hmm. What my thought is, uh, Eastern Conference team, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Hawks, talking about Trey Young needs to go in there with a defensive mindset to go along with Deontay Murray, and then they could become a very lethal backcourt. Because uh, he does say backcourt, yeah. and I think I don't think John Wall is going to start on the Clippers. Sure. Uh, especially not with... Reggie Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, the word I'm looking for. Oh, Reggie Jackson's uh, a great defender. Yeah, so I would I would lean more towards Trey. What immediate point guards are I'm assuming point guard here. We both went there immediately. Yeah, because backcourt is what he's talking about. That would go all the way defense after trading. I mean, uh, is it wild to say Donovan Mitchell in this circumstance? I hear you. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Thanks for throwing a wrench into that one. Oops. You know, okay. I mean, I'm down to go. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Do we want to hear it again? Sure. Please. One more time just for good measure. You know how many all- No. I'm having a mindset going into this season that my goal should be to make an all-defensive team because he has to show the rest of the world that he's willing to take a lesser role, that you can put him on the team that's going to contend for a title because he could be an asset and not a liability. If he buys in, they can be the best defensive backcourt in the NBA. That was a close one, but very close. What do you think? I I'm not mad Taking about Mitchell. Taking a lesser role, I just but don't Mitchell know wouldn't if, take a lesser role, right? Uh, he would to play defense. You're going to have to. He might have to. That's how that word that world would work. I still know Darius Garland, as he, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I'm not saying he's not a great, like a really good defender. He's not known as like this great defender, comparatively to like a Jante Murray. Sure, but I'm okay with I'm okay with Mitchell. It has been the big story recently, so that makes more sense. See, Justin, every time I go back and listen to these podcasts and one of us is like, go with your gut, or I'm like, oh, go with your gut, or gut, gut, mm-hmm. gut. It always ends up wrong, honestly. Like, Yeah. So let's go Donovan. Donovan? Donovan! Final answer, Donovan. Let's see. You know how many all-defensive teams Russell Westbrook has made in his NBA that. career? I knew it. Zero. No, no, no. I had a feeling you were going to try to double Russells. Yes. I, he oh is. Uh, you were right. I double Russell. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, oh, no. He's talking about Russell Westbrook and how he must improve on the defensive side of the ball if he wants to stay in L.A. Uh, I want it to be known that on the production side of these, uh, what did he say, uh, documents, I have little notes off to the side for trade at Oregon some stuff and on the right hand side I said they'll never expect the back to back Westbrook God I was right I 100% was thinking I just didn't say it and that really got me now we just talked about this a little bit but let's just say that Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly do stay on the same team and let's just say they become buddy buddy performance wise alone do you think they can be like Hendrick Perkins said the best back uh, defensive backcourt in the NBA no Justin (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say Yes, strictly from the point of tell me if they buy into defense, 
the better just backcourt defensively? Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. Jimmy Butler's not a backcourt. He's a three. He, okay. Marcus, what, you know Marcus I mean? Smart like and Jalen Brown. Uh, Malcolm, Brog- Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart. Smart. Exactly. But yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's by a lot. That's insane. But okay. then, I, yeah, I hear you. All right. So another so hundred points for yeah. us. No, sorry, do you have something else to add? To add? I didn't mean I hear you. I, I don't want to. I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm. Just trying to keep things chugging. Mm-mm. Trey, uh, defensive wise, I think it does work. Uh, I don't think. I mean, they both shoot terribly from the field, uh, especially three point wise. Uh, so if they can put their you know pass behind them and they play defense, I I think they can show up and make it work out. But. Again, I don't think it makes sense in a basketball. Situation. Yeah, per- performance-wise, yeah. I agree. I, I don't think that they'll be the best just because we have a we have a backcourt like a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, and Marcus Smart now, a guy who just won Defensive Player of the Year and a guy who won Rookie of the Year nearly solely based on his defensive uh, efforts his rookie season, which was granted a few years back now. But anyways, uh, okay, hundred points to you. No, hundred points to us now. Mm. So we're dead even with two left. Mm. Question three here: Who is ESPN's Ramona Shelburne talking about in this clip? 57th overall pick in the draft. R.C. Buford had given one of the best quotes I, I remember to Zach Lowe a couple years ago. He said, you know, I saw him play on the under-22 team, and he was just doing all – he was like a wild colt out there, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Some of it made sense, and some of it didn't. <laughs> That's why he took him. Who is Ramona Shelburne talking about in that clip? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I, I know. That's what I was saying. I was going to say, yo, expect a triple Russell. Triple, triple Will Russell. he triple um, Russ? Um, yeah. That triple Russell? Triple. T- okay. Uh, triple double Russell Westbrook. Uh, no, no, I'm going to be honest with you. Fair enough. We go through this every wow. time we talk about any kind of draft positions. I The draft doesn't. Well, there's another well. huge piece of evidence in the clip. Yes. Um, Bob, what do you think? I think I need to hear it one more time. Okay. <laughs> Let's just do it immediately. Let's just go for it. Yeah. 57th overall pick in the draft. R.C. Buford had given one of the best quotes I, I remember to Zach Lowe a couple years ago. He said, you know, I saw him play on the under-22 team, and he was just doing all – he was like a wild colt out there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Some of it made sense, and some of it didn't. <laughs> That's why he took him. Hmm. <laughs> it literally sounds like Russell Westbrook again. <laughs> it's killing me. Um, I have I have no idea. I'm not even going to lie about it. <sighs> you know what I'm going to say? You know what we're doing? You know we're doing it. He wasn't the, he wasn't that pick of the draft. I don't care. Was he not? The 57th pick of yeah, the draft? Yeah, I didn't think he was. No. Russell well, Westbrook. No, let's have a legitimate <laughs> answer. Here. I have no idea. I have none. Wild no Cole, idea. Jimmy Butler comes to mind. But he wouldn't be 57th. Would he? No. Because I think under 22 teams... I don't even know where R.C. Buford works. Oh, my God. Right now. That right would have there been the is killer. the pickle. Talking to Zach Lowe. It's not. So Andrew Wiggins comes to mind. Like he Definitely was. Definitely not. He was wild. He was the first pick of the draft. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> number one overall. <laughs> Literally number one. Uh, Anthony Bennett called that one. Yeah. Ooh. If we're not sure, I got to get a name out here. All right. Let's do uh, uh, Draymond Green. No, he never does anything that looks correct. Okay, not dude, the correct. he looks like an better than running horse. Uh, Russell Westbrook um, is a better answer than that. Actually, <laughs> Draymond Green was a Zach Levine. Definitely not. I think Zach Levine was a lottery pick. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Draymond Green was uh, a second round pick. Demar Derozan. What do you say? Am I not wrong? You, no, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, second rounder. Draymond Green, second rounder. All right, Draymond Green. Draymond Green, let's see. He won four championships with the Spurs, was a two-time All-Star, a two-time All-NBA selection, and won Sixth Man of the Year in 2008. 
This weekend, he will be able to add Hall of Famer to the resume. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Manu Ginobili? Nope. It's Manu Ginobili, of course. Ooh. She's talking about Manu Ginobili after his uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction into, sorry, in, induction into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame for the class of 2022. Um, we've got a few segments to get here, so I don't want to spend too much time on Manu, but Bob, uh, favorite memory, thoughts of Manu? The Batman literally created, yes, right? Literally created the Eurostep. He changed the game when yeah. it comes to the top two, like shooting guards. You know what I mean? Like I gave my top two for point guards the other day with Magic and stuff. Manu makes a very good case. Wow, golly, that's of, crazy. Who for one of the ones that changed the game? Okay, fundamentally. Okay, all right. I'll give you that. Okay. Oh yeah. That's a that's a crazy hot take, uh, but uh, go off, King. Um, Justin, thoughts on Manu? Um, I mean, hooray! I don't know. Like, career's over. I, I, once you're done, you're done to me. Yeah, but favorite memory of Manu? Like, what do you, what do you remember from Manu? <laughs> he's dead to me. Yeah, yeah like he's, he's gone. gone. You know what I mean, I was never a Spurs guy. I, you know, sure. I mean, to me. I, you, I respect greatness, but they're boring. So like the Spurs were, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I, unless I, I hear you, like he was, uh, he was amazing. He was the only person on the team that was allowed to create realistically. Yeah, um, but like, well, Tony Parker. No, like I mean, like be creative. Oh, okay. sorry, gotcha. yeah, like do no, weird yeah. shit. Sure, sure. Um, Trey, remember Ma- uh, what do you remember from from uh, Manu? Definitely the Euro step. Um, also, him. Uh, don't like to say this, but he beat USA and led uh, Argentina ah. to their first gold medal. Um, their only gold medal. Huge. Yeah, huge. Um, one of the best six men ever to play. Uh, can't can't forget the bald spot on his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, that nose yeah. that just does not quit. Yeah, he's a great player. I Justin, want, I want to formally uh, ask that we rename the Euro step the Mono step. No. Oh yeah. To the South American step. Mm, Argentina doesn't, uh, doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. In respect to Manu, but it doesn't really yeah. roll off the tongue. The <laughs> Manu step sounds I'm cool. Nice. I'm cool with the Manu cool step. So yeah. my the Argentine <laughs> wiggle. You know what I mean? The Argentine wiggle. <laughs> the boogie. <laughs> there you go. Um so uh, during LeBron's heat run, I watched nearly every single one of his of LeBron's heat games live. They had two run-ins with the Spurs in the finals. Um, so I did not like Manu for those four years. He was hard to like because he was so good. Manu is hard to dislike if you're not directly, if your team isn't directly opposing his. Um, my favorite moment is the Harden block. Uh, Trey, did you did you get up some details on, on that? Yeah, it was, they were in overtime and uh, it was seven. Let me make sure I say this right. Sorry, guys. So this is when he blocked James Harden in the playoffs with yes. James Harden had the opportunity to bl- the, win the game, right? Yeah. there And uh, so James Harden comes down, tries to shoot a, a three, three point jumper and Manu comes up from out of nowhere and behind him. It. Yeah, yeah. And it seals the win. Yeah. And they end up. I, I think that performance wise, that was obviously yeah. probably not the biggest play of his career. I think that is probably the dunk on Chris Bosch in the 2014 finals. Holy mm-hmm. moly. When he, it, it kind of looked like, golly, Manu can still get up like that. Golly. Crazy. They noted yeah. that Golly, that's the, crazy. The most meaning, meaningful one. 14? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 The comeback, after, the coming yeah. back and winning the championship after 13 and de- dominating the heat yep. in the way they did. After after uh, losing in thirteen, yeah, of course. And I so. think he, he ended up retiring after that year. Yeah, yeah, that was his so. that was his last year. So good call. Uh, okay, uh, so we are up now two hundred to one hundred. Let's get our last question in here because we got a few more segments to get to. Uh, number four: Who is speaking in this clip? 
those following days, you know, from those final two minutes, like you said, <clears throat> just looking around in the court, seeing my seeing my teammates, seeing how how their their excitement and everything just building up, building up to that, you know, final buzzer, you know, goes off and then then it hits you. You know, I mean, you're champion. You're celebrating with your team. You go to the back. You pop a champagne. Um, and it's real. It's the, it's the best feeling ever. You know, and no one can take that from you. Now, I apologize, of course, for the poor audio. I obviously didn't record it. But who is speaking in that clip? Did you do that interview in an empty pool? <laughs> I don't know. A convention hall, it sounds <laughs> like. like um, he, Andrea Bocelli? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the, wow. the blind serenader. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that's a nickname of his. Should be. No, it is. Um, Bob, so I would hard pressed to say this is one of your people. I think it is too. Yeah. Um, so a certain Canadian-born player may have made his rounds with the championship trophy recently, and it Ooh! kind of gives me some Andrew Wiggins vibes. What do you think? I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I assumed it was a Warriors player, and I assumed you would knew <laughs> knew the voice. I would knew uh, the voice. You would knew the voice, and so <laughs> knew it. And I just and so that's. I, I mean, I was leaning on you for this one. You uh, know what at, I mean? at first, it sounded like LeBron because I know they opened up the Nike Innovation uh, Wing, the LeBron James Wing, as mm. they call it. Um, so I kind of went to that immediately, but then the more I heard it, it didn't actually sound like LeBron. It's definitely. I'm just going to tell you, no. that's definitely not LeBron James. Right, right. He would have projected so, more even in the pool, too. LeBron actually. is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have paid everyone, for better mics immediately. Uh, you <laughs> know, everyone knows uh, what it sounds like. You know. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, with uh, Andy Wiggs. I like Wiggy too. Again, nope. We're not adopting <laughs> Wig Andy Wiggs for the. Why name. not? What's wrong with? What was the one you did last week, Jonathan? Jonathan Walson. Walson. Yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah, you right. get Timothy Duncan. That's it. But I mean, listen, my man. Listen, yeah. Um, Anderson. Wiggleson? Wigglies. That one I'll give you. Anderson Wiggleson is dope. Anderson, Anderson Wiggleson is good. Andrew, think about it. Wigglies, let's see. At that point, did you take yourself back through all of the ups and downs, goods and bads of Andrew Wiggins being the number one pick to Andrew Wiggins now about to be a champion? Yep. That is correct. Of course, it's Andrew Wiggins talking about <laughs> the missed chest bump. Go. Uh, it's Andrew Wiggins talking about what it felt like winning his first NBA championship this summer with the Warriors. Um, I Not a whole lot to discuss here with Andrew Wiggins, but I think he was probably, what, the third best player in the finals? Second best player in the finals? Third. Third best player in the final behind who? Uh, Steph and Jalen Brown, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and he, I don't want to say locked up, but definitely held his own against a guy like Jason Tatum. So thoughts on Wiggins moving forward, Bob, with uh, the Warriors? I'm so excited. Uh, as long as we can keep Wiggins locked down, um, it, just the simple, like the, those those three, like Clay, Steph, and Wiggy really worked well together. And yeah. he finally had his bust. Bless you. Bless you. He finally had that season that I think a lot of people were waiting for uh, with Wiggins, and uh, he just needed those parts around him. Like he needed other superstar, other superstars mm -hmm. to essentially everyone realize, like, oh my god, like this guy has been as athletic and as talented as he has been his entire career. Justin, sorry, I was allergic to bad takes. Uh, <laughs> I think we saw a nope. one-off. From Andrew Wiggins. I don't think it's going to be sustainable going forward. Um, and then we'll see. I, I don't see it happening. No. That's the big question. Yeah. It's, can it he do good. it again? What was that? Is the, the question is, can he do it again? Can he do it again? I hope so. I hope he can stay consistent because, like Bob said, we've been waiting for this. He's a freak of an athlete. And uh, I think that he can do it again. But 
we'll have to see if he shows up to the plate. Good. I uh, I think that Wiggins just needed to be in the right environment, the right system, the right scheme. We talk about culture every once in a while, and the Warriors are becoming that culture. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. If you want to become the Spurs culture and have 25 years of dominance, guys have to sacrifice, and he was the first uh, to sacrifice in terms of he was ready just to be whatever he needed to be for that team. And by the by the end of the season, by the end of that finals run, he became exactly what they needed. So, And I'm rooting for Wiggins. You know, oh, he's yeah. a hard guy to dislike. Just, you know, Canadian kid who came. I, I met Andrew Wiggins. I have a picture with Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Super nice, nice guy. His, um, his smile could probably... Like solve world peace. Yeah, he's got the yeah, greatest smile. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> all right, we 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 got to get a move yeah. on here, gentlemen. Uh, that was, of course, what did he say? Okay, boys, good job, well done, proud of you. Uh, okay, now, uh, even though this is the off season of the NBA, there have still been a few stories that we've missed here at Yay Basketball, and so very quickly, I mean, the speediest of speed takes are about to come through with uh, some recent news, and that would be speed takes. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Bob, Celtics new signing Danilo Gallinari tore his ACL and will miss the entire next season. Thoughts on the season loss of the Rooster? That's not a big deal. Honestly, that team had pieces in place that were essentially already Danilo Gallinari. And now with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon, like, they're going to be just fine. I don't see it being a long-term problem. Justin? Uh, I, I cock-a-doodle couldn't, don't care <laughs> about this at all. <laughs> you can never play again. They're fine. Trey? I think they'll be fine, but it is a huge loss because he's a very consistent shooter yes. from the field. Um, from his whole career, he's been very consistent. Uh, so I, I think they'll be okay, but it is a loss. The fear is that this is the same knee he tore his ACL in, uh, I think the year was 2013, 14 maybe. Uh, or later, I believe. Um, so he's going to probably most. It's going to be a tougher cover. As a guy, Trey. I mean, you've you've torn ligaments in your knee, dude. I don't. I don't know how they even get back on the court and like. Yeah. Get Millions out there doing months. what they yeah. what they months. used to do. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah, no, man. So I, I, you know, for 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 Gallo's sake, I hope he he comes back and and he's all right. But uh, for the Celtics' sake, yeah. I mean, because they didn't have him last year, it's not like they're adapting to a loss they're just loss of an addition so it's just it ends up being uh, a null and void so for sure all right uh, after his felony drug charge was reduced to a misdemeanor <laughs> Montrez Harrell signed with the Philadelphia 76ers Bob how much does this help Philly oh he would uh, honestly like the 76ers it will help them ultimately um, they don't need necessarily size but they need that dog and they need that defense and I think Montrez Harrell helps bring that to them Justin yeah, I think if he um, uh, stays on the court, yeah, helps him a lot. Okay, Trey? I think it add, adds depth to Philly. Uh, I mean, behind Joel and B, they have sure. Paul Reed, which is who's that. Um, <laughs> they need they need the size. They needed to bring him in. He's a good addition. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm that when uh, the Lakers tried to make him, like, their sixth man was when he, you know, they would, they would put him in lineups with LeBron and he, 
they tried to get too much out of Montrez. His best his best seasons were with the Clippers where he was a bench player, a role player. In Philly, he will be that, and I think he can maximize that backup center role. So I'm excited to see with that, with, with what him and the addition of P.J. Tucker can do mentality-wise and grit-wise for oh, yeah. Philly. Yeah. Uh, back to Boston we go. Rumors are swirling that Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony might sign with the C's to help lessen the loss of Gallinari. Bob, is this the move? For Mello. I love that. I think now with actually Danny Ainge out of the picture, maybe Mello would want to move into that role. Um, I don't know if there's any bad blood between them, but let's be honest, Danny Ainge, uh, I mean... Danny Ainge is in Utah. I, exactly. Oh, right, right, right. Like now being in Utah, I think maybe that opens the door for some players who didn't exactly want to work with him. So sure. I like that. Justin? Um, I I guess uh, at this point in time, I would just prefer it if Mello stopped playing basketball. Okay. I think you're hurting... You Why? Eventually, eventually you hurt... Your legacy by just jumping, 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 jumping. Yeah, of course. Jumping. So for I me, as that. a mellow person, like the mellow I remember was the New York and the Denver mellow that was just scoring on everyone at will. And so now we're getting this other mellow that I don't like anymore. Trey, I think it's uh, that's the guy that I thought about when they said that Danilo got hurt. Um, I think it's a good addition. He uh, averages thirteen to Danilo's eleven. He shoots thirty-seven and a half percent from the three to Danilo's thirty-eight. Great stuff. So I feel like they're they, you know, complement each other well. I feel like it's kind of like a replacement. I feel like that's yeah. the best fit. And the big thing is that the Celtics are going to use the uh, exemption on Danilo, so it's pretty much free money. Uh, but they could still sign Melo for the vet minimum, so they could have more money to go out and get a guy uh, at waiver time uh, whenever the uh, uh, the buyout market uh, happens. So this kind of feels like Shaq, maybe a Rondo. This yeah, you. but I feel like sh- yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe a guy like Rondo. Oh, bring back bring Rondo. Rondo back to Boston. Oh, I like that idea, Trey. People would love that. Yeah. But All yeah, right. I mean, finish your career there. Exactly what Shaq did. This is a juicy one, but we need to try to keep it quick here, boys. Uh, okay. On Friday, Shams tweeted that the NBA and NBA Players Association are working to finalize the structure for a mid-season tournament uh, in which cup games take place in November. Eight teams advance to a single elimination game in December with the other 22 teams continuing with the regular season and all games being part of the normal 82-game schedule with one game extra for the final two teams. So those two teams would play 83 games. Bob, thoughts? That's the big thing is that only two teams will play an extra one to two games. Just one. It will only be one one game. game. Exactly. I have criticized pro-ams and summer league games and stuff like that for all these professionals before it leaves that opportunity up for more injuries i love this tournament like that's i think i didn't even think about that so whoever did obviously is getting paid more than me and i love it justin i hear i we talked about it a little bit off like i don't care about it that much Uh, unless you like did the champion on christmas day and made that the big th- like the big situation. What could be cool is like the last three games are played that day. So you sure. play you like the two uh, the two champions got to play twice in a day. Like they play uh, basketball, they're fine. This whole they're gonna get hurt. Don't this play that much basketball. Yeah, but this ain't baseball. Stop. Like they'll be fine. And I think you would want to avoid that because you'd want to incentivize them to play hard, which they are coming up with ways to incentivize. I know that was kind of your hang up on it was, will they care? Well, they're working on a plan to make them care. And I think that the double header idea, which isn't a terrible idea. It would make them care a little I just think it's unreal. I don't want to do that. Right, right. I think that would be a little unrealistic. Trey, thoughts on the midseason tournament? Uh, I don't really know what to think about it. I don't really like the change up. I kind of like sticking with what I know. Mm. Um, I like how it's been. But let me say this. So the what you know typically in the months of November and December, or at least early December before Christmas happens, is 
you know, teams are kind of getting into a rhythm. You saw the Boston Celtics who went to the finals last year. What was their record by the end of November? It was like 3-11 and 11 or something like that. Not I don't great. know the numbers exactly. Yeah, then they yeah. went on this crazy run. I mean, teams kind of gelling, teams kind of finding their fit. For if sure. it means, it, I mean, we just saw it like... 15 years from now, we're going to be saying, oh, this person has eight or, you know, five Western Conference Finals MVPs. And two years ago, we would have been like, that's stupid. Who cares? And it'll be a, it'll be a thing to add to the resume. And 25 years from now, we might be saying this person has three finals or three, uh, you know, NBA championships, but they have two midseason tournament championships or something. And I, I know it won't ever be the same, yeah. but it's something to keep energized for that middle of the I season, that. that grog, because Christmas Day, Christmas Day hits. And then we care, and it's those are the exciting. That's the exciting day, and then it's and then it's uh, All Star break. Then it's free agency. Then it's then it's twenty games left of the season, and then it's who's seeding, and then it's playoffs, and it's finals, and then it's free agency, and it just is an annual cycle of excitement instead of this like drudging time that we always end up going through. So I'm a big fan of it. I, I hope they call it the Silver Cup because Adam Silver uh, has been a big proponent of it. And also, it would accurately represent what it is. It is not a first place trophy. It is a no. silver medal. Uh, good job. You got a regular season award for a regular season team. So Gotcha. Okay. Now, this is where we're going to have to kind of be a little bit quick on. Uh, now, this is a segment we've done once before. We did it, uh, kind of tested it, and we're kind of still testing it today. So bear with us here. This is top, uh, seven man rotation. Seventh place. Sixth place. Top five. Easy. The top four. Top three. Definitely top two. First place. Now, the last time we did this, we had Justin give us his seven best players drafted in the last, was it five seven years? years? Seven years. Yes, good. Uh, this time, Bob, what's your list? So this is a list of the sometimes forgotten but still great teams, mm. the top seven, in my opinion, in the NBA history. Okay. So I've got a couple seven here. You guys ready? Yeah, oh, let's yeah. get it. All right. So in no particular order, mm. keep in mind, uh, I know Justin's was you know one through seven, one through sure. seven, but these are just the seven teams that, damn, let's not forget about these guys. Yeah, okay. okay? These were the cats. Okay, number one, I'm going to give you the 91-92 trailblazers okay okay so they were fourth in points this year third in defensive rating and the second in the srs which is of course the simple rating system so overall the second best team in the nba they beat the lakers three to one and then the suns four to one and then the jazz four to two however they lost to a certain michael jordan championship team yeah. this was his first one downfall so, of a lot of teams oh yeah so this was prime Clyde Drexler, okay? Mm -hmm. He averaged 26.3 points. He had Terry Porter also on the team who shot 51% from the field. And Jerome Kersey, who shot 16.2, who had 16.2 points in the playoffs. So a very solid squad. That was prime uh, Clyde. Prime Clyde. Yeah. Had that Danny Ainge, too. Yeah. Oh, bingo. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Exactly. Next up, what you got? So next, I have the 98-99 Rockets. Mm. Okay, now this oh, is yeah. an aged Charles Barkley, who averaged 23 points per game, and aged Scottie Pippen, who averaged 18 a game, Crazy. and Hakeem, who still averaged 13 points a game. Was Clyde on that team? I don't w think so. Okay, Clyde, okay. Clyde was not on that team. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think okay. so. And WSU, Wichita State alum, Antoine Carr. This was his oh, 14th wow. season. Okay, that's how long he was in the NBA. It's, it's pretty awesome. However, they lost to a very good Shaq and Kobe team yeah. in the first round. Yeah. So, 
unfortunately, people forget them a lot. Next, this one's very controversial to the Utah Jazz fans because this is the 97-98 Utah Jazz. Mm. They were first in offensive rating, and they went 62-20, and 20, which is nine more wins than the 22 championship Warriors. Oof. So we have John Stockton, a personal favorite of mine, Jeff Hornacek, mm. uh, the guy that we don't mention again, yeah, yeah. and also... <laughs> Also, Who? Antoine Carr. Ah, All right. Brian Russell. I'm, and, I'm finding a trend here. Right? <laughs> and two Kansas Jayhawks in Greg Ostertag and Jacques Vaughn. Wow. Yeah. Two players I don't think we've ever mentioned before. Was so. that the finals that Jordan, uh, the famous when he played? Oh, back? you like that? Ooh. So this was back-to-back <laughs> finals appearances for this Jazz team. And what makes it controversial is that they lost to the Bulls in six both times, mm. this year and the year before. Gotcha. Now, the whole thing is like, okay, which team was better? That 97-98 Jazz or that 96-97 Jazz? However, both teams always came up short and always lost in six games to Jordan. Mm. So, which a lot of teams know. would have done, too. So. <laughs> exactly. Next, uh, number four, I have the 0304 Pistons. Now, Uh-oh. I should preface this. This is the only championship team I have on this list, but we cannot forget about these guys. So... After being swept in the first round of the playoffs the prior year from the Nets, so the year 0203 season, Detroit moved on from Rick Carlisle, legend, and hired <laughs> college head coach Larry Brown, rock chalk. Mm. Now, they only lost seven games after the All Star break. <laughs> Insane. So this team featured, and I'll go through the numbers afterwards Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Rashid Wallace, Tayshawn Prince. Ooh. Ben Wallace, and a special mention, Darko Milicic. Wow. I mean, we're talking. Number two pick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was a rookie on that year, that team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Insane. And so they went 17 points Average per game. one point. So <laughs> two 17 points per game. Ben Wallace, 14. Tayshawn, 10. Ben Wallace, 9. Like, this team was stacked. And honestly, we can't forget about that team. They're awesome. Okay. So number five, I have the 2002-2003 New Jersey Nets. Mm. Now, they swept the Pistons in the first round. That's what made that team, Detroit, make the changes they needed to make and then eventually won the championship. However, this Nets team lost to the Spurs in the finals to now Hall of Famer Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. And... A 37-year-old Steve Kerr. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kidd averaged 18 a game. Kenyon Martin averaged 16 a game. Richard Jefferson, 15 a game. And while and also Richard Jefferson shot over 50% for the whole season. This also featured Dikembe Mutombo and a certain white mamba, Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> that team was nice. I very, that. very nice team. And then the next one, number six, I have the 2000-2001 Sacramento Kings. Mm. This is a 55-win team that averaged almost 102 <laughs> points a night. Golly. What the heck? Golly, that golly that's crazy. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, and they were the best offense in the league that season, and the SRS put them... Again, second overall that mm. year. You had a prime Chris, Chris Weber averaging 27 points per game, 11 rebounds a game, and Peja Stojakovic averaged 20 points a game while shooting over 40% beyond the arc. Wow. Doug Christie, who will come back into this later. Trust me. Uh-oh. Doug Christie averaged 12 <laughs> points a game and a certain Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate. So the team also featured Hito Turkoglu, uh, Vladi Divac, and Nick Anderson. Ooh. 
I share a birthday with Nick Anderson. Hey, yeah. we love Nick hey. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> January 20th. What up, Aquariuses? Uh, all right. Query eye. <laughs> Query eye. Thank you. Uh, they got past the Query eye for <laughs> the straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> they got past the first round four games against the Suns, but ran into an absolutely stacked Lakers team mm. who swept the Kings yep. and actually only lost one game in the playoffs on yeah. the way to their championship. They swept everybody. Yeah. They only dropped one game to Philly in the finals. Mm -hmm. Wild. Okay, final. Last team. This is it, number seven, the 1999-2000 Toronto Raptors. Mm. Okay, now second-year player and all-star Vince Carter averaged 26 points a game, six rebounds, and two blocks a game, and also won the dunk dunk contest that year. His cousin, Tracy McGrady, for all you who don't know out there, some people don't, Trace McGrady contributed 15 points a game, six rebounds, and again, two blocks. The team was swept, however, in the first round by the Knicks, and eventually T-Mac was traded to the Magic and shipped that Doug Christie that I mentioned earlier yeah. to the Kings. That's a callback. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this team also featured, and I don't think a lot of people know this, Muggsy Bogues, Del Curry, and Charles Oakley. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, here's where it gets spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Butch Butch Carter was the head coach until he was fired in June of 2000 Who? And, and was exactly and was involved <laughs> in public feuds with both Vince and Tracy. Uh, wow. Essentially, he was limiting their minutes. So, of course, people were like, yeah, well, what are you doing? Get him out of here. So, <laughs> the center of the New York Knicks, Marcus Camby called Butch Carter once he played under him a liar and Carter filed a $5 million defamation lawsuit. Marcus Camby's your favorite player of all time, remember? Yes. Nice. Bruh. Camby. Anyway, <laughs> he can be. Uh, so NBA Deputy Commissioner Rush Granick believed it was a frivolous lawsuit, criticized Butch, and it made Butch back down and drop the suit. And also, I'm just going off on Butch Carter, by the way. Who? This guy Who? was not Bruh. a good dude. Okay. So, Butch, Butch. Of he, tri he, he tried. <laughs> he tried to get longtime friend and general manager at the time, Glenn Grunwald. So, a head coach trying to get a GM Who? fired. <laughs> Sounds like a Marvel villain. And we have Minnesota now. And ultimately, was the reason why T Mac decided to leave the team and sign with the Magic. Did he only last a year? I would hope so. I Butch? So. Yeah, two years. I was going to say. Yeah, one or two, two years. years. Yeah, I would say he has a 45 and 37 record, so yep. I would guess that he only lost yep. so, so he's a winning the whole NBA. So that's my top seven. <laughs> he can go uh, Forgotten, but not really. Teams of Bob. the NBA. Bob, I, Bob. I, I, I got to say. I'm a little lost, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick one team that was like your favorite of these, just your personal favorite, not best, oh, but your personal favorite. It better be the Raptors, bro. Oh, <laughs> after as much time as he spent on Carter, I people don't know that. That's why. That's why T Mac left. Yeah. Anyway, um, that Kings team. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Two thousand. Two thousand one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. Well, uh, that was a, that was a good list. I like that. Uh, I'd like to see you know a few more teams. Like I think like thirteen Pacers were going to be in there. Oh, that's thought. my honorable mention. Oh, Thank good. You. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Bruh. Seriously, that is my honorable mention. It's the 2012-2013 Indiana Pacers that always ran into that heat team yeah with lebron i 
Love these guys, okay? I mean, it's Danny Granger, Paul, George, Grant Hill, <laughs> David West, and Roy Hibbert. They have three all-stars. George, yeah, you just said. I mean, Insane. Roy Hibbert at his peak. like uh, Insane yeah. team. I, it's not like he had some crazy, you know, long run, but that's yeah. that was a guy that's right there. Thank you for calling on my honorable mention. Years. Seriously, that's <laughs> what I... I love that team. Good, good, yeah. Uh, yeah. All righty. Well, that was seven uh, man rotation. I always forget the name of this. <laughs> We're going to work that out a little bit, so don't you run away. Okay, uh, now we really got to get going here. So our last game of the day, of course, as always, is Rapid Fire Trivia. Nope, it's going to be this one here. A very straightforward game here. You will have 60 seconds to correctly answer as many random NBA trivia questions as you can in a rapid-fire fashion. Obviously, that's the name of the game. You will each get one attempt. Bob and Justin, each correct answer is worth 25 points. Think of a number between one and one trillion. Go. 15 billion. 16 billion. It was eight, so... Damn. Justin wins. Would you like to go first? Yeah! All right. 60-ish seconds on the clock. Begin. How many championships did Shane Battier win? Three. Nope. Two. How many seasons did Derek Fisher lead the league in assists? Two. Nope. Zero. Nah. What team does Josh Richardson play for now? The, uh, the Timberwolves. Nope. The Spurs. Yep. How tall is Josh Richardson? 6'8". Six, 6'6". Nope. Six, six. How many teams has Josh Richardson played for? 14. Nope. 14. <laughs> Five. How many kids does Kawhi Leonard have? Two. Nope. One. Mm. How tall is Alperen Shengun? Uh, six. Six. Nope. Six ten. Yeah. How old is PJ Tucker? Thirty-seven. Yeah. Nice. Boy. Who is the GM of the Indiana Pacers? You know. That's it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nope. It is Chad Buchanan. <laughs> what year was Tomas Sadoransky drafted? Ninety-four. Oh my god, this year I was. (laughs) (laughs) It's in 2012. (laughs) How many titles have the Houston Rockets won? Two. You got it. You got it. You got. How many did you get there? Two. 50 big ones. 50 big points. Bob, are you ready? Very nice. Yep. 60 ish seconds on the clock. Begin. How tall is Lonzo Ball? Lonzo Ball is 6'4. Nope. Six six. Uh, what is Lamelo Ball's middle name? Balls. Nope. <laughs> it's La France. No way. It is. Uh, what is the name of the Washington Wizards' home arena? Ball Stadium. Nope. <laughs> it's Capital One Arena. Who is the all-time leader in blocks? Oh, uh, Dwight Howard. Nope. Hakeem. <laughs> what is the name of the Bucks mascot? Bucky. Nope. Bango. Close. How many times has LeBron been ejected? Once. Nope. Twice. What's the name of the player that wanted to fight LeBron after a foul last season? Uh, Lance Stevenson. Nope. It's Isaiah Stewart. Uh, Who is the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers? Uh, Not Rick Smith. You're right. Rick Smith. No. No, it was not Rick Smith. (laughs) Damn. It's Chauncey Phillips. And last but not least... Who is your favorite player of all time? 
Yao Ming. No, no it's Costa Kufus. Costa <laughs> Yeah, of course. How'd I forget? How'd you forget that he's your favorite oh player God. of all time? He really is. He is. All right, everybody. Yeah. Well, now, what were the final score on there? How many did he get? Zero. Oh, Hell absolutely yeah. zero. 50 points to zero points. <laughs> Great job. Now that we've got all these points, you're probably wondering what we're going to do with all of them. And to you, I say we gamble them away in props to you. Another exciting props to you. As we kind of did at the beginning of the episode, we know Michael's way far ahead of everybody else. Way far. Um, but we've got some bets going on today. So uh, Michael decided to take Slovenia. And you're putting all your points on that? No, I'm going to do... I'll do, a, I'll, I'll do a thousand. A thousand. A thousand. Yeah, that's what happens when you are that much 3, of a lead. 3,000? No. You got to give us a chance to come back. I'll give the three of you a thousand points and I'll still bet a thousand. Okay. I don't want the thousand points. I want you to bet take three thousand points. No. Shut up, Justin. Then, then, I'll bet, then I'll bet two. Okay. If, you, if you're not going to take my free points, I'll take two. I'll so do two thousand. I don't want them. I don't want them. Trey is like, I want the points. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need Hey, those. Bob. You also have chosen Slovenia, but you've also chosen Greece, and Correct. you have 995 big points. What are you doing? I'm going to go with 995. <laughs> Close one. <laughs> Ooh, I thought you were trying to keep it going gotcha. there. Uh, Trey, one point. <laughs> you do have 880 points, and you have taken just Germany. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you want to do? I'm going to bet them all. Bet them all. Franz That's the Wagner's kind of thing kinda, I like here. Yeah. That's what we like over here. Kind of have to uh, at this point. Yeah, I got to catch up. And what are you doing, Justin? Uh, one second. I made a mistake. That's okay. It happens. There. It's all better now. Good. It's all better now. Uh, I am taking Spain mm. and Slovenia, and I've got 1,430 points, and I'm going to bet them all, and I'm coming for you. Okay. Michael, I don't believe you hear you. that. I don't think that's going to be accurate, but uh, he's coming for you. If you watching or listening at home want to keep track of all of our game picks as well as chat with us, ask us questions, or give us game ideas, hit the link in the description of this episode to join our chalkboard group chat. It is a fun and free way to support the show, so we really hope that you do that. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate five stars, and follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok. Twitter and Instagram. And the underground. Just a reminder, we are recording live from the A studio. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. My boy Bob, what you got? I have one simple thing to say to the people today. No, it's almost and fall I, time. And what I, are you, and what are you I gonna think say? You know what I'm gonna say? Mm. Just smile, everybody. <laughs> Just smile. Just smile. <laughs> Look at this stroke. Look at that stroke. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Earlier in the show. We, um, maybe unknowingly, uh, we didn't understand what we were doing. We, we slandered one Paul Reed for the 76ers. And I'll have you know <laughs> that Paul Reed isn't Paul a nobody. Reed. He played in Florida, okay? He's born there. <laughs> nice. He played for DePaul. He's going to have a monster season. DePaul Reed. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Great. That's That's Paul Reed. Third string center for the Sixers. Yeah. Going to have a mon monster season, Justin says. Can't wait to see it. He started, Trey. He started two games last season. He did Woo! start two. Uh, Trey? Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. And yay basketball. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. We've got a lot of good stuff coming to you, as always. Uh, rest in peace to Carol Moore. Love you very much. Uh, everyone take care. We'll see you next week. We'll see you all the way throughout. Don't forget, yay basketball. <laughs>